Chanted Down Radio is coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands, coming from the perspective of complete freedom, coming from wisdom outside the system, and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth, so Chanted Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're searching for something whole Cause what you see real life You're watching this world unfold The truth beneath the lies Rekindling what's been stole The need to free one's mind Uncover the truth exposed So people see the light Let's shut it down so we can know It's simple, we just break it down a little bit So we can process all Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode And it's beneficial so we can get this concept rolling Get the future generators wanna stop the whole thing With the message demonstrated, we can start a post Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers Waking up the possibility to try to stop hypnosis Welcome to Chanted Down Radio. I'm your host, Loomis. ChanitDownRadio.com is the website. Today's episode is 134, Humanity Has Lost the Plot. This is part of the mini-series, Frustrated Man in Civilization, which is basically the ventings of people frustrated in this society that understand there's a better world out there, but we have to deal with what's in front of us. So it's a great series of shows just getting to the real basics of everyday life Uh, about last show i had which was uh woke hollywood and culture morphing i apologize that the sound on that show was not as loud as i would hope i might work on trying to get it louder but i don't know if it's too late probably is and just is what it is all you gotta do is turn it up a few more notches and it's fine and it it's worth listening to with the what's going on in the entertainment realm of our worlds i think that most people will agree it needs more listenership and i understand it's lower sound quality i do this for free and when i have a chance to do things i do it and not always do i have the time for perfection it still can be listened to so just turn it up a few notches and it's loud enough for everyone uh so anyway uh i hope you've been enjoying the variety of episodes i have been giving you please enjoy this one and i'll talk to you on the other side I don't feel that most people understand the level of psychopathy that runs our world, the owners of all the aspects of our lives, and what they do to keep us in place through lies and coercion. It's because we think that this existence is normal. It's because we think that going to work every day is normal and that civilization itself is normal. People don't realize how much of a lie we are living in that that lies as big as an entire construct of society can be wrong, an entire thing. And when we really dissect this life, we really see what this world is supposed to be. We see a world that has the potential to be a real paradise. And what we do every day seems even more insane when you compare it with it could be paradise, but look what we're doing every day, regular life. You know, it, I, it's, um, it, you are you're able to see this regular life as the biggest blockade or 
basically feedback loop of allowing humanity to be themselves. We're not able to allow, it's not able to allow humanity to just be, right? And so really the biggest enemy of your life is regular life. And I've said it before on this show and I've harped on this very same topic a lot because it really needs to get through. I like to always bring this show back to here regular life where everybody's at because we can talk about some crazy stuff and we we do on this show but we need to always bring it back to where people are at and so the biggest enemy in your life i think is regular life and the mainstream media too you know uh everything has been invaded with the mentality of a money eating machine it's like we have to feed this money monster that is a bottomless pit just keep feeding it almost like a coal fire pushing a train you know uh People become people that they they didn't want to be in this system, and then in turn, though, this whole feeding this money machine, creating keeping the momentum going, it in turn makes money the god of our lives, whether you like it or not, and it masks what's really important. We lose sight of what really matters in life because of just constantly being on that treadmill of of feeding the money machine. People become their jobs. It's like they're acting all day, and when they get home, they are still these jobs. They're still stuck in their role because that is the most important thing they think that there is to life. And, I mean, don't you hate when your lover gets in work mode or uh, they become, you know, too serious or your family members? I hate that personally, but that's just me. Uh, No longer are the occupations innocent anymore you know, everybody has quotas to make, then that sets aside the real purpose of these jobs we work every day anyway. It's really, it's, it's, it's really came through more and more over the years through this corporate mentality that has invaded all the workplaces. I mean, for example, doctors. Doctors are no longer concerned with treating an illness as much as they are pushed to sell pharmaceuticals because they get kickbacks. 48% of doctors receive some type of payment through the drug or medical device industry or push unnecessary surgeries. And sometimes they're not even doing it on purpose, but rather they've been programmed to think that those are solutions to your problems because of their schooling. They were taught that way. That's just what they were taught and told, you know? And they don't take nutrition courses. So you just have to think about it. If, if people were giving out cures, then they would no longer be in business. And that's what they stand for now is just creating business. Plus a lot of doctors push you in and out like a number without real proper diagnosis and investigation because they got to get on to the next patient to keep getting the next person in to keep bringing in that money, you know? And so that's no good. And so here we see money is the focus. And once health became a business rather than a servant to humanity, it died. And so did millions of people who prescribed to the health industry. They died too because of all that. You know, or let's take cops. Cops have quotas. They have to collect enough revenue for the state to keep their their job every day. And they mask it as nice words like, productivity goals give it a nicer name but it is what it is it's a quota and even if they have to wait hiding to pull you over for some minute detail 
like your license plate light is out or going five miles under over the speed limit, you know, they have to do that in order to make those goals. And there are some people who are good, who go into law enforcement to hope and and make a difference. Unfortunately, many people that become cops are sociopaths, and it does attract a certain type of personality type, too, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but, I mean, then look at the, the drug dealer on the corner, or the guy who goes 110 miles an hour on the freeway, and where are the cops? They're busy giving out jaywalking tickets, revenue collectors, order followers being being exactly what the state wants it to be rather than actually doing a job that um, is supposed to make a, a, a better society. Most people that become cops are people that just want to be told what to do anyway, so you have that whole issue too. But, you know, order following, but still, just the fact that um, the job, the reason of the job is is twisted into this money-making machine. Dentists. Dentists are the same way. So many have gone corporate or have followed suit and and copy the format of corporate ways. They have they have to make a certain amount of uh, money every month and and they and may have to charge you extra for some some procedure that doesn't really cost that much at all. I mean, I, I can give you personal experience. They told me when I was 18 that I needed to get a gum graft because of receding gum lines, which is some extreme costly surgery that I would have never been able to afford anyway. And, well, my gums are fine today, more than 20 years later. You know, corporation mentality. It's that attitude that has invaded all of our workplaces. You know, how can we make more money for the company? Let's drug test everyone. Make make you do more work for the for the same amount of pay. Oh, and you better not work overtime because uh, we can't afford to pay you that. It's the whole tight ass mentality to save every penny. It, if there were half cents, they would save on that. You know, and I guess they probably do. You know, and it's it's the same mentality that says let's outsource our calls to India or the Philippines because we can't afford to pay it in the first world. We'll save a lot of money. Notice all the worst jobs out there give you quote unquote benefits. At least here in America, you know all of the corporate jobs. If you want to get health insurance and all these uh, quote unquote perks, then you have to, uh, you know, 401k and all that rigmarole, then you have to join these corporate jobs. No longer can the simple uh, business owner pay you enough uh, a lot of times, you know. Uh, Depends on what it is, but yeah. Then there's teachers. Teachers, some people go into it for good reasons. They want to make a difference, but what, what are we really teaching these kids? Sure, Okay, the basics, reading, writing, arithmetic, we need to know these things in order to live in this world. And, I mean, reading and writing are really important, I think, um, regardless of living, you know, in this world or any world, it's good to have that. But um, how about, how, about act- how to actually live in this world? They don't teach you that. You know, street smarts, not a drop of street smarts come out of school. It's all left brain preparation. And or um, no preparation for the cold-hearted dog-eat-dog world out there. They don't give you a class to tell you how to deal with that mentality out there, or how to do your taxes yourself, or how to love one another. That's not being taught, you know. 
12 years of mandatory schooling that can really be crushed into probably three to five years worth of actual stuff you learn and need in this world. So, so much of it is curriculum. The, the teachers can't do anything about it. They have to go for that curriculum. And, of course, that, that is what people, the controllers behind the scene are pushing. I mean, you know, what, whatever it would be at the time. I mean, lately they push global warming and gender nonsense, you know, to these kids. And I'm sure there's even some teachers in the know. And they probably want to give out the truth, but they have to give out that curriculum. And... I mean, I actually have a friend in the know. I have a friend in L.A. who is a substitute teacher, and he's had the kids break down what happened really in 9-11, like actually went through the all the conspiracies. And, well, he got fired for teaching at that school, uh, and I'm not even sure what he does anymore. He may not even be able to teach, you know? And that, but that's what I mean. That there is there is this restriction. But yeah, their their purpose of teaching actually has been uh, put to the side in order to push the curriculum. And that's how it works. Then there's reporters, journalists. I mean, uh, you want to be a journalist and, and pump out the hottest story, it's all bullshit. You're handed a script or teleprompted what to say, and there is no diehard reporters putting their life on the line to get you the truth. I don't... I don't have to say any more about this on this show. I mean, we know what the media really is, and I think it's pretty much just, uh, uh, you know, uh, already known well enough, at least on this show. But just to know that that job is really a joke. If you want to be a reporter, then you want to be a repeater of the information that you were given from higher up. Lawyers. I mean, look at lawyers or liars, you could call them. I mean, there are great ones out there that know how to find loopholes in the system and help you out. And I'm glad that there is some of those people. Uh, some can really benefit you in some serious situations. But the way that it's done with big money is that co corruption can totally hide behind lies that they peddle out to protect someone truly evil. And then someone gets off that really should have had some justice. So, I mean, you know, we know that already. But just to put it out there that it is all money motivated again. And politicians, you know, even at a local level, are still corrupted by big money that backs them, sponsors begin to own them, and, and you know... Um, they're most all belonging to Freemason societies, a lot of them, or secret societies, a lot of them anyway. And even if they, they are on lower levels where they don't feel like they're not even participating in these, you know, uh, more secretive circles, they are part of a brotherhood. And that always, you know, raises suspicion to me. Uh, but honestly, I don't even want to get into it. If you believe in politics and you listen to Chant It Down Radio, then you're not chanting it down. And we have been over that enough on this show. But, you know, just to show you all these little occupations. What about hotel concierges? I mean, you probably don't think about hotel concierges, but I've known a few here because of tourism in the main industry is tourism. So they, you know, there's a few. There's a lot of them. And, um... You know, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them, instead of giving people more on the nose of what they want for, say, luau's and activities and tours, they give the people what the concierge makes the most commission off of. And they can't really even recommend the tours they, they like because they have to focus on making commission and they'll more often likely try to sell the activity with the largest ticket prices. And um, not to mention... Uh, other things too for the 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 uh 
the consumer doesn't always get the best experience, and usually they are not real hotel concierges anymore. They are they are timeshare salespeople too, and so they they have to have all these these uh, these uh, rules that they have to follow, where you can't always even get that, you know, because it's all this money motivation. Wait, staff too. You you notice this at restaurants? They'll try to get you to buy the most expensive things on the menu, so there's so their tip is larger. You know, at the end of the day, at least in the U.S., where tipping is a custom, and I could go on with that. But you know, it's it's always like um, I've always noticed. I've always trying to. I'll ask the waiter or waitress at, at a place. You know, what's good? And they're always going to point out usually the high dollar items because they want the biggest tip. I do understand that, but it's that the constant hustle, you know, and 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 when they try to push their specials, um, I've I've worked at restaurants and I know enough that your the specials is probably do, what you don't want to eat because it's the food that's about to expire. Like, oh, we got to get rid of this chicken. Let's make a let's make a, a nice chicken dish tonight, you know. And I mean, sometimes it's fine, but you just never know, you know. Got to get rid of these prawns or the. Uh, you know, this is about an expiration date. I think we can pass. You know, we can do it. <laughs> but you know, and then and then retail shops. I mean, the sales clerk won't leave you alone trying to get you to buy things. You know, can can I help you with anything? Or or and I mean, it just goes on and on. Or or get in an annoying line, wait somewhere at some long line uh, at a grocery store or or a cafe because corporate cut shifts to save paying employees their small wage that they can't even live off anyway, but they had to cut it so they're understaffed. You see that all the time. And it just goes on and on. You, you, there's many more examples. You, you can't have a simple occupation without some interference of greed or manipulation and taking the position away from its normal function. Too much mo- money motivation. And so, I mean, here in Hawaii, so many local businesses here close down because they can't afford ridiculous rents. And and there will be some new business that goes up, and nobody local can even afford it because it's a new building. Uh, so some big corporate business will open up in, there instead, and then you just have more corporate jobs. You know, and this has been happening. But, you know, and these, a lot of these jobs, I mean, the, the higher ones that talked about doctors, uh, uh, cops, and and dentists and all these kind of things. These are all pillars of society that hold up this construct. This money-made world is is uh, is is of course because it's getting too hard to make a living anymore, and that that goes into inflation and financial uh, cans of worms that you know, which it's a whole show in itself, really. I, a show I can't even do without an expert because I don't even understand the financial world that much. But really, all we need to remember is who controls the central banks, who prints the money, and creates the booms and the busts. And when you understand who they are and what they want, all the lower level stuff is not really as important. You know, um, It simplifies it basically by just going from the top and looking at the bottom. What I do know is this world has created a frenzy over making a living, and it's nonstop. I mean, it just goes on, you know. I recently came back super broke from international travel. I spent too much money, and I had no money, and I was super behind on my bills, but I decided to sacrifice my bills in order to actually have a good time. As Well, anyway, as soon as I got back, it's as if little imps were pulling at all directions to drain me of money wherever I was at. Calls from this company to that 
company <laughs> asking, you know, when I can pay or when, when, when in setting up these dates to make payments and, you know, and you know what, what that makes me feel like? That, that all you're worth is to pay bills and that, that, and that's all you're on the planet for. That's basically what it makes you feel like. It makes you just feel like you weren't cooperating in the machine. Now you must pay for it. So you can have a little bit of fun, but you really got to pay for it. And that's, that's how it is. And so society forgot what we're here for. We're here not only to enjoy our lives, but actually live them. And you don't have you don't live in modern Western society. You pay bills. Sure, we we have we have uh, much to be thankful for. We have food, water, and shelter, and most of us live in a relatively in relatively peaceful settings. Uh, and never stop giving thanks. You know, give thanks for every breath. You know, and it's important. Don't be a victim and enjoy your life to your best abilities. Life's hard. It's part of the journey, and it is. But at bare minimum, we should have, in 2020, running water, food, and shelter. But what I'm really getting at is living a life with meaning. I mean, what can you take away from going to work five days a week, having two days off, being stuck in traffic, and watching TV all the time? Not much. I understand we all have to make a living, and that's why this show is so random and infrequent. I don't often have lots of time to put them together because I'm busy having to make a living. And this is that thing that I do when I can. And I want to give you a good show rather than just some crap I give you. So uh, I put, you know, I do less shows, but they're more um, impactful, I feel, than just giving you some kind of watered down shit. What? What what I try to do differently in this life is not get involved with the rat race ways as much as possible. So, for example, when I went and traveled, I said, fuck my bills. They can be paid later. It's fine. I'm going to go and I'm just going to have fun and enjoy now. I'll have to pay for it later. And I did. But was it worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. You know, when you travel an adventure... You, you live life. I mean, not hang out at a resort, but actually do real things and really, um, you know, also deprogram. We don't need money. We need a paradigm shift. We don't need to continue making money in order to find our, our true existence and really live. So many, so many people try to think that how, how they can salvage when I talk about like... Um, uh, when I talk about the system and how really it's we're in a it needs to be taken down and and you know it, this isn't the way to live and all this, so many people think about how they can salvage good parts of the system and still keep the framework of what we have here, but it's really that the whole thing needs to be thrown out because the whole thing was built off of the wrong, and because it was built off of it. It is part of this structure that, you know, we need to think beyond it. We need to have more of an imagination with it, too, to understand what the paradigm shift should be. A, a reset could make that, but if humanity actually woke up for real, there would be a giant pilgrimage, I would say, out of this way of existence. It would 
people would drop what they're doing. And, I mean, real awake humanity would not go for continuing down this path. <clears throat> Excuse me, something's giving me allergies. But, um, yeah, so, but then you go, well, real awake humanity, what is awake humanity? We don't even have any examples because it's just random individuals like myself with truth understandings that haven't been put much into practice in this world because, well, we can't. We, we, we live in an unfree society, so it's kind of hard. And so it's just, you know, here and there people that have, you know, taken their mind out of the system a bit to understand what's really going on. But, um, yeah, and it's all because we have to pay to exist in the normal crazy world that we don't even like more than half the time anyway, but we have to pay to exist. But we're told also to take this so serious, and this is this is what we exist for. You must do this. This is important. And if you're listening from the Western world, you are told to take this life so serious and that work and paying bills matter so much. But now go to, like, less developed nations, you know? Third world people are not good at the system. If you ever go or we get immigrants from third world places to Hawaii, too, that uh, also don't too, work too well. But, you know, the system in these third world places, it's it's foreign for generations. Like, their grandparents don't understand it, and the the, the kid, the working people of today don't understand it completely. And I see this a lot in uh, Micronesian and Melanesian types. Uh, you know, in, in Fiji and Indonesia, it's like there's a very minimum knowledge of how to do just the basics or try the Marshall Islands, places like that. Uh, a lot of these cultures never really grasp the intricate way we do things in Western society. It's weird to them. It doesn't really fully make sense to them, but they got to do it, so they, they do it too. And they haven't been indoctrinated by the system that we need to learn all these important subjects. Not to mention long ago, some of these people, for example, that I've been giving, were primitive and were masters of their traditional ways of life just not that long ago, and then they had to go to this. And they are caught in the in-between, which is, is, is a confusing position, and honestly, it's one of the worst positions to be in the world, is in-between, being from a, a you know the the old ways to this modern way but not fully being in the modern and not fully being in the old ways so it's really a confusing place but um hey i'm not that much better at the system than people in the third world really i've just been indoctrinated to care more about it because i'm from a first world developed nation so it's been hammered in i don't invest myself much in the system on purpose uh because i know that um you know, I know that eventually it can fall, but also I know really what it is. And I, I always remember that there's got to be a foot outside the system. And here's another side of things. What we care about all the time, our priorities, what people focus on, what, what people's main focuses are on. We have millions worried about, uh, well, right now, the coronavirus. And I'm still trying to figure out the truth with this one. Um, and... You know, I'm not fully uh, believe in the media or anything, but you know, I am yet. You know, at the at the time of this recording, uh, 
I'm yet to uh, give you the accurate info on it, so I'll just keep out of it for now. Um, still seeing how it's panning out, and I definitely am not going with the fear, but yeah. Yet, I mean, so everybody's worried about this, yet what thing is harming you every day? Your phone, Wi-Fi, EMF pollution. I mean, giving people slow and consistent doses of radiation. Someday we're going to have a real epidemic of cancers, especially with young people. Like, you know, I see, um, I see, you know, uh, teenage, even kids, you know, they're putting their phone in, in, and storing it in places they that are, they shouldn't be, you know, just just not even thinking about it, and and so I mean, in, in instead of people walking around with masks to protect themselves from a, a virus, they might be walking around with radiation suits in the future, or you know, or serious disabled from cancers more likely, and we'll see a quickening of this. I would say with five G becoming uh, dominant in the world, you know. Uh, and, and it's so, yeah, I mean, it's these priorities that I'm talking about. People care about who's going to be president. I mean, when, when, when who, who really cares who's president is the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, the Club of Rome, all these roundtable groups. That's who picks your president. You don't have a choice, and people are wrapped up in it. Meanwhile, quality of life and family is just getting slowly worse, and uh, people are asking for some politician to help them and save them, which has never happened ever in history. And people are bickering about two manufactured sides that both don't have the truth, and they trust the mainstream media, which lies to us so often that we don't even know what is true anymore. I mean, once you unravel the lies and layers and layers of lies on top of lies, how are you ever going to believe something that lies so much? And then people are worried about gender this and that, our, na- our whole natural gender traits that are from nature are being squelched and destroyed all the time. We don't even have a frame of reference to what's natural, so we're bickering off of things, built off of things that aren't natural. <laughs> you know, I mean, women have been taken away from the nurturer and, and hardened and tweaked into non-natural feminine roles. Women don't really need men in civilizations, so then men, in turn, have an awkward role in that equation, because in nature, women need men, and at the very minimum, a man can help balance a girl out, and of course, vice versa, a, a woman can help balance a man out, but a man can also be the protector and survivor in nature. Men are not allowed to be men in big cities, they're just not, they're, they're um, not allowed to truly be that especially anymore. A, a lot of men, uh, a lot about being a man, I would say, is self-sufficiency. And when they cut that down, well, men just become kind of like a animal with a tail between their legs, you know? When, when women wonder why they're not attracted to their man, it's because the role of the man has been downgraded. The natural instincts that women are attracted to have been marginalized, you know? Um, independence. Us men are told if we get this job and work real hard and provide for our families, then we are men and we are pulling our weight. We don't get that in civilization. I mean, you're told that if you're sitting too far apart, you're man spreading. I mean, of course, there is extreme cases when you have someone basically, a guy like basically spread eagle on a seat, taking up two seats. I get that. But just come on, there is 
There is something there, the reason why us men sit broad-legged, because the third leg and package might get squished. And some of us actually do have that, that makes it harder to sit squished together. But yeah, so many rules to follow. I mean, naturally, I would say men are more reckless and need that freedom. They need that, that, that freedom to, you know, uh, have some five feet around us, you know, um, and let it all hang out more ways than one. No pun intended there. But yeah, and w- women are in society and civilization are prone to higher depression than men. And, and part of that might be these unattainable standards of beauty that women are supposed to live up to. So it's all tweaked. So people are worried about gender, this and that, while our complete natural human instincts are being insulted and destroyed more and more by the unnatural system all the time. The system that has grown around humanity till it's all we know, and we call it normal life. Yet we've we've strayed pretty fucking far from normal life. So at this point, what humanity is caught up in now is so far removed from what is natural that people are bickering about who should run our slave camp better. How about we focus on how we can dissolve this slave camp and make a world that's better to be a human in? How about that? I mean, you know, so priorities. I mean, one of the biggest problems for human life is we don't actually get to know our purpose here. What are we supposed to be doing? Just living and surviving? Hmm, I don't know. There's... If you follow your heart, you'll realize there is more to that. And, and, and I have to say, it's because we have spotty evidence of our origins, whether you believe in science, religion, or it was aliens. Our purpose is confused. Nobody in our everyday lives completely knows the answer to that. And, you know, people have parts of the puzzle. I would say that science, religion, and it was aliens are all parts of the puzzle. If, if our existence is about making money, though, and paying bills, then life is really, really dull. And thank God it's not. And that's, and so, that's no reason to waste your real miraculous life, paying bills. Most people don't know what could, that they could have a miraculous life. And that's because they haven't left beyond paying bills and making money. So a question you should ask yourself is, do you just make money to pay bills and survive? Or do you make money to buy time that gives you life beyond your normal perimeter and show you what it's like to be alive? Ask yourself those questions. And, you know, another way, one way to look at things is how insignificant most things really are. Say you worked at a busy newspaper facility in the 80s you know now that job is gone because the internet killed the newspapers all that work you did and stress about all the time is really no longer relevant and all that time you took and and what you were told to care about so much doesn't matter one bit anymore the building you probably worked in is is either empty or torn down so all it did for you is kept you surviving during that time. But look at how insignificant people are uh, that used to be useful in the system. Or even more, 
look at go look at uh, how insignificant people are that have been dead for a long time, even famous people. I mean, ask anyone in my dumbed down generation if they've ever heard of the comedian Groucho Marx, and they probably have no idea. Yet the Marx Brothers were in um, an incredible uh, group of comedians back in the day. You know, today's kids, they've never heard of them. You know, at one time, he was the most influential and, and his brothers were, you know, pioneering comedians of all time. Very iconic, you know. It's what everybody was focused on at one time. Now he means nothing unless you bother to have the curiosity to check, you know, him out, right? So, it's just the fact that things go insignificant. I, I looked through an old cemetery not long ago and there were there were hardly any flowers on anyone's grave. Um, and these these are forgotten people. I was like, wow, you know, uh, a lot of these graves were deteriorating. You couldn't even read some of them. I mean, some of them were just a letter, you know. Uh, some of them were babies too uh, that had died in infancy. Yet they the the adults anyway lived an important life in the world to some degree or another. And these were all in the late eighteen hundreds, so around that time. Yes, it was a long time ago, but the truth is, how many people visit their family's graves that they've never met? You know, so these these people are forgotten. But just to think that they lived a life that's no longer known about, and most people will be the same from this life. Possibly even less than, than that. If, like, say the internet disappeared, that everything that you've written is online, and let's just say it disappeared, then, then what where where did your life go, you know? We think that this existence is so important, yet so many other things would have been just as important on this earth, or so people thought. Like Egypt. You know, Egypt mattered at one time, that the pyramids were super important. When you look at these giant statues of pharaohs, that that must have been the, the most important thing in this time period. I mean, these pharaohs, even if they were just enslavers, which I'm pretty sure they were, I'm sure they were, that that's what that civilization thought was important then. We must make these big statues for whatever reason. I mean, we still don't even know what the pyramids were for in 2020. We don't. I mean, people have their ideas, but we really don't. We don't know how they were built, but, you know, but that's just to go show you that that was important. And, you know, we think our normal lives are important. Meanwhile, the secret space program is certainly happening. And NASA is just a cover-up. We, we, are, we are not given any info on half of what's going on above our heads. I mean, way above our heads, you know. Uh, there are UFOs every night. If, if you watch the night skies long enough, you will find strange objects coming around. And some of them are, are satellites, I'm sure. And others, you know, I don't know. And... I, I have some pictures I took of the sky, the day sky, that that has a bunch of UFOs using high-powered lens, and even some regular phone pictures recently, and I'll get into that on a, on a future episode, because I'm realizing there's just a lot going on right up there, but um, just to stay on track here, uh, just to think that the world is so much more than we are told. Regular life sees none of the big picture, and yet... What's really going on is so much crazier and abstract than the regular world. And it's like the regular world can't even see. It's in its own Truman Show every day. So regular life is always the enemy to our expansion and greater understandings. 
this show is just a friendly reminder. I've I've covered half of this stuff in various shows before, you know. But start thinking outside the system. Strive for experiences outside the system to remind you that there is more. Take the journey. I have a whole series, The Journey Home. This is not really part of that, but it could be if you want. Take the journey. You know, do journeys. Get away from the system for a little bit. Because humanity has lost the plot and got lost in and basically gone into this feedback loop of craziness, really. Get lost in what humanity is about and you get lost. You get neutralized and become less of a potent human being once you get lost in what humanity is about. So it's all about knowing and constantly reminding you that our existence is so much more than making money and our, prior, our priorities are backwards. What you've been told to care about is not really reality. It seems that we live in a godless world, but the creator is all around. Or whatever you exactly view it as or want to call it, you know, whatever it means to you, you, you just have to seek it. You have to go out and seek beyond the system and you will find so much more. Because we turn our backs on higher frequency, we have a regular life that is very dull. So it's time to seek things outside the system. And that's what I want to end this with, is just to tell you that life outside the system goes on. And the only people that are inside the system is regular lifers. And the people that are outside are either A people that still live in indigenous tribes that are not contacted to civilization, or B, the controllers of our society who are um, high up above all this and know the real scoop on things and the secret space program and all this kind of stuff. So then there's us. There's just the fodder. Us. In order to break this paradigm, we have to get outside of it, see outside of it, see it for what it really is, and chant it down. So, that's so important. So, as I said, I want to do a little bit of um, email questions. I just have a few. And um, if you would like to, for me to answer your email questions, all you got to do is write me at peoplebeonthis at gmail.com. And that will help you, um, you know, well, that will give you... Um, some questions to, you know, feel free to ask me about anything. I don't, I don't really don't care. Um, you know, I like to talk to all of you. Um, you know, um, it's good to know my audience more and what you like on this show. Do you like when I do shows like this or do you like when I have guests or do you like both, you know? And I, I like to know from all of you that and anything else you feel like asking, uh, feel free. People beyond this at gmail.com. So I'm just going to read two questions here. Um, one of them that's a multi-faceted uh, question, but here, here's one here. Uh, Loomis, what do you think of some of the latest topics going around the conspiracy circles? Like the whole Tartaria and mud flood theory. Also, how about the lunar wave and what space might really be and the flat earth? I haven't heard you talk about these things and would really like to know your opinion on some of the subjects here. Okay. Well, 
I guess we'll take the first one here, the whole Tartaria and Mud Flood. Um, you know, I haven't looked into it a whole lot. I don't really know. I really think that our record of civilizations and society has been messed with, and I feel like that there may have been a nation called Tartaria. Well, there obviously was. There's maps and things and it's possible it's just another name for another civilization we already know. It's possible that. To me, it kind of looks like just a continuation of the Roman Empire and the, you know, the, the, the uh, controllers of that just sort of expanded out. But I really don't know enough. But the whole mud flood theory, um, I feel like those are two different things, although they seem to be paired together. Some of it doesn't jive with me, and, and the basically the mud flood theory being that I know a lot of places where there is no existence of any sort of mud flood. Here in Hawaii, for example, is a great spot. Yeah, we're an island. We're not on a continent, so less we have our own little regional weather that happens here, but still, I don't see any evidence in other places, too, that I've been... Have I looked? No, but I, I believe more so in Europe there was some kind of mud flood. Whether it took over, you know, society, I really don't know. I, I mean, it destroyed society. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, there's a lot to look in with these, um, look at with these orphan trains. I feel like uh, we do have to remember during those times that disease outbreaks were pretty rampant and you know it's hard to know our history has been so botched and so tweaked and we've been told what the controllers want us to know so again I really don't know I haven't looked into it heavily if you would like a show on that I would have to get somebody who's talking about it such as Max Egan uh, or um, you know he's just talks about it sometimes, and there's people that probably talk about it more. Like I said, I haven't really um, got into it that much, but it is interesting. It it does pose some a lot of questions, but to me, I haven't really got hooked on into this whole Tartaria and Mud Flood thing enough, because I feel like maybe there are more important subjects that we could focus on, but, you know, it is interesting. And the second question here was about the lunar wave and what space might really be. Um, so, I did recently see the documentary Shoot the Moon by Crow777 and Jason Lindgren. Uh, I think I respect both of them for their work. They're, they have a lot of great work and I think that um, they're on to something, definitely. What the lunar wave is, if you're not familiar with this, I would recommend just seeing Shoot the Moon. But for me to explain it, it's kind of hard. It kind of reminds me of a line going through a screen, basically. Uh, uh, like a layer that just of clear that floods over the moon. If that even makes any sense. So not just this guy, Crow777, has seen it. Other people, too. And it, and it makes you wonder, you know, what is that? And then there's theories uh, that they postulate 
that maybe that space is some type of liquid. And it's possible. I don't know. Um, more so, the documentary focused on all these UFOs that they're seeing. And, and you know, it's pretty crazy that with the backlight of the moon, how much flies by. And, you know, I don't know how, to be honest, in the documentary, I don't know how they don't know that these aren't, some of these aren't satellites or, uh, you know, uh, that I don't know how they can tell, you know, maybe one of them could have been the ISS flying by. I really don't know, but some of these definitely are triangles and circles and things that are pretty unexplainable. And, and I would say that this stuff's going on all the time. So I was just talking about that, how there's a whole secret space program. Now, whether I believe that the moon is a hologram, I don't think so. I think it is a solid object. It affects us in so many ways, uh, constantly. It affects the, the tides. It affects, um, uh, it affects, uh, the menstrual cycles of women. It affects people's minds. It's pretty, uh, strong. So, uh, a good show to listen to of mine is episode 92, I think. It's called The Moon Mystery. If it's not 92, I'm just not in front of a something I can check right now. Uh, I should know my own episodes, but somewhere in there, in the 90s, check out The Moon Mystery Show. But that doesn't cover this. I mean, this is beyond. And, well, there's so many things we just don't know. We don't know whether or not the... You know, we don't know whether or not we've been shown and explained what the Earth really is and what it looks like and, what you know, how far the moon really is. I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't know. And um, I've heard a lot of... Uh, I've heard a lot of people criticizing Crow 777 and about his work that, well, he's just an amateur astronomer and he just doesn't have the right math that shows what the mainstream is trying to tell us. But then again, can we trust anything? We need to relook at everything. And I back their work. I think it's good. I'm not a hundred percent on everything that they say, but am I a hundred percent on what anyone has to say? No. So that's another thing. But and then the final thing the question is the flat earth. And I have talked about that before and I don't really feel like it's relevant. Well, okay, I've kind of dissed it, and I probably have had some, oh, you know, made some some enemies online because of it. And, well, how I feel about it is that I don't really care what shape the Earth is, because we're stuck in this slave camp here, and we are stuck in a system and life that we're supposed to live every day. And until we get out of that, and I don't know when that's going to happen, I'll worry about the shape of the earth. I just, you know, flat or round, it's still, we're still slaves to the, to a system. And, um, my 
first instincts, I mean, yes, I've been indoctrinated that it's round, and so has everybody else that thinks they're a flat earther. And I've, I've actually proposed that the flat earth thing was kind of put in there as a distraction to get us away and, and divide and conquer. So if you're um, so diehard on that it's flat or round, then I feel like you're just being part of the divide and conquer. Let's get together all the people that are questioning things and understanding that we've been lied to and just focus on our commonalities and don't worry about our differences. Look, the the earth is well, the sun is round, all right? The the moon is round. The stars, the planets are round out there. Um so it would make sense that the earth is round. But that's just coming from, you know, just simple thinking and do I know? I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. I don't even know if aliens exist. But I cover it because I feel that it has some importance and there's a lot of evidence to look at. I don't know a lot of things. But um, I think it's important to, uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun to think about all these things. All these, this whole question, set of questions, Tartaria, Mud Flood, Lunar Wave, um, you know, what space might really be, and Flat Earth, and all this. I mean, it's fun to think about and go off on these these tangents. But in the end of the day, are we going to get any further in knowing? Not really. And so we can debate about it, but is it really worth too much debate? We just kind of have to start questioning everything for sure. But sometimes you can go too far on that, that limb to a point where uh, it it becomes... Uh, a little bit absurd, and we then sort of kind of need to live more in this reality. I don't know. So that's just what I think about those three things. Uh, they're good. I I entertain them all, and I believe that definitely we've been held from a, a lot of information. And I think the most important of those three is really just looking up at the sky and seeing what's happened. It makes you seeing what's going on up there because it makes you go, "Oh, we're not being told a lot of things." All right. So, and then this is here's another question and I just kind of answered it a little earlier, so but I'll I'll briefly uh uh just go over it here and that is the coronavirus. I here Loomis what are your thoughts on the coronavirus? Is this another scare tactic, or is this really going on? What are your thoughts? And, well, we've been through a lot of disease scares. We've been through, jeez, we've been through, um, I mean, if you really go back into the, the 80s, you got AIDS. We're all going to die of AIDS, right? That was a big scare. Let's see, what else was a big scare? Um, the killer bees were a big scare. That What happened to that, you know? I mean, just as big scares. But as disease outbreaks, you know, you had the swine flu, Ebola, SARS. Um, was there a, another flu that was going around? Like, what, the Spanish flu? No, I don't know. A lot of things. We've had a lot of scares. And uh, so... None of that ever panned out to, to be what it is. And if you're going to go on that tangent, you could say that with coronavirus too. However, um, it could be the f- for real. And then here's something real, and they've 
we've uh, lost faith because of all the lies. Basically, they cried wolf, so then they throw in the real one. You know, and that, that could be, but I don't know. I don't know enough to say enough. I've been looking into it, and one of the things I've found is that, um, you know, more people still die a year of the regular flu, plus a lot of these people are elderly that have died. Um, and I don't know. This year started out that way. This year started out with fear. Um, maybe because it's a new decade, they're really just putting an extra fear. I, I, you know, it was World War Three. Remember, we we started off the year like basically January second could be a war with Iran. Well, that didn't happen. So, I mean, it still could, but we're you know, and so everybody is focused on that, and it just just goes to show me that everybody focused on all these things forgets. It's like they get an amnesia and they forget that that fear that they had took them for a ride and then they're they're forgotten about it and it doesn't matter anymore so that could be said with this coronavirus and it's hard to know when you're in the middle of something to know how real it is or not that can be an issue because we don't really know but let's just say that it's um not real well we know that the elite had a uh a uh, fake, like a simulation of this. Uh, the Bill Gates Foundation had a simulation of like a worldwide pandemic. I think it was using the coronavirus. I, I would have to look it up. And I'm not, I guess I wasn't really that prepared for the question. But to be honest, I don't, it, it, it has all the, the indications of another, um, you know, fear thing that they're putting through. And, and if it is real, then I don't want to be, you know, caught saying it's not real and then it becomes the real thing, but I'm pretty sure that it's just some more fear to um, put more law in place, more, more uh, I would say, chains on us and, and regulations on travel. So that's what I'm thinking and... I know that in the U.S. this year, the Real ID Act, they've been talking about doing since like the, the early, mid-2000s, is finally coming in. And that might have something to do with it, too, although this is a worldwide thing. So, yeah, I don't know. But I certainly also noticed that, oh, yeah, that the stock market is going, you know, crazy because uh, people aren't no doing normal business because of this whole thing coronavirus interrupting it all so you know I, I i it has all the indicators of a designed thing that the controllers are doing and i don't really know what else to say other than we'll see how it all pans out but it seems to me that it's another fear pushing program to get us to uh stay in that low vibration so in turn, why don't you do something high vibrational? Get out the system, quit listening to this podcast, in fact, and do something that actually matters and makes your life matter. But take this info, I think it's good. It's just that, you know, we have much more things to be doing than sitting on screens. So that's why I want, that's why I'll end it here. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, chant it down. Be a warrior, not a warrior. 
and uh, love your life, love your loved ones, and give thanks every day, and be aware. Be aware of all this, and at the same time, enjoy your life to the fullest before you can't anymore. So, yeah, that's what I have to say on this episode. All right? Turn it down. Can we stop trying to thrive and constantly make money and actually live? Well, we gotta do it in order to break the matrix, break the cycle that we're in. A couple of things I just thought about uh, in response to that email question about the lunar wave. Uh, just to cap it off, it could be some type of ELF frequency that we can see that is being put out in the sky by our own types of, uh, or not our own, our elite's own types of devices. We have no idea, but, you know, just another thing i throw in there. If you enjoy this show and you appreciate it, please help support this small show. Uh, it, it's as simple as giving me a tip just as if I was your waiter or if I just did something great for you and you really enjoyed it with a little applause, then put a tip in the jar on the website, tenantdownradio.com. My website just doesn't get visited because everybody just finds this show through other means. But the website is where you're going to find the support page, and it helps me grow. It helps this show grow. Otherwise, it's just a once-in-a-while thing. If that's what you like it as, that's great. I would like to do it more. I would like to give people a little bit more on this show, a little bit more... uh, than I can than I normally do and more guests. So if you have guest suggestions as well, please write me people beyond this at gmail.com. Suggestions for the show uh, and subject matter that you might enjoy me covering, please write the same. And uh, still got some great shows lined up for you and working on my uh, YouTube channel that will have a show eventually here soon, finally, even though it's been I've been talking about it forever. That's just life on the side. This is life on the side. This is what I do when I can't, when I don't have all the other things to do. So just bear with me. Chin it down.